Once you realize those are not worms, you waste the noodles anyway. There are hungry people everywhere. But no problem. Go ahead and drink the blood with no worries, no qualms. What are you doing, Michael? I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if they're playing along at home, they can probably guess the out-of-context movie reference. What is it, Dave? (laughs) Dave's (laughs) muted. (laughs) Ask him again. What is it, Dave? (laughs) It's The Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. On all, that was a, a better intro. Crack one open. I mean, it's Monday. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. The week's already hard enough on Monday. Yeah. Why not? It's been a hard week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of, uh, well, actually, I could have I could have started with the home video headline that will get people hard, but I won't. I'll I'll mm. I'll, oh I'll start where my intended place was supposed to start before I stopped this broadcast. As you can tell, maybe my video and audio is out of sync. I don't care. It's an audio podcast. Videos are just extra bonuses. Okay, so let's see. Uh, the first episode of Chucky TV was released online for everybody. You don't even have to have Sci-Fi or USA Network to check it out. I thought perhaps they did it for marketing purposes because it seems like they're finally going after Generation Z, right? Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. new Andy. I mean, his name's not Andy, but the new kid doesn't even know what to do. <laughs> you know, doesn't know what to handle a murdering doll. Just goes along with it. Kind of a Gen Z move. No, I don't know. We just lost like a bunch of listeners. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, come back, come back. No, Actually, okay. we were we were spiking pretty hot the other day with the eighteen to twenty fours. Usually we hit really? twenty four to thirty four. But bam, they're paying attention. I like it. Uh let's see. So following up with that question, I was thinking like how long is a generation like relevant as far as like capturing an audience demographic? Like like folks, if you wanna, you know, really pull back the curtain and see the man behind it. Like, you know, the wizard of Oz thing is like, don't look at the man behind the curtain who's running everything His little tiny little man. He's projecting a giant head of fire. He's not really a flaming head on fire. He's a little dude pulling the strings and mechanisms to keep things running. Uh, television studios and all this, it's all marketing. They pay millions of dollars to try to figure out what they think you want to watch. And then mm. like, well, we got this old thing that made us money back then, but the gen Xers are grown up. The millennials are pretty much grown up. Who's gonna watch Chucky? <laughs> like, what kind of and and I'm like, I'm thinking like the, the, kids the Gen Z kids. They like true crime. They love the true crime podcasts yeah. and the true yeah, crime right. shows. But do they do they like murder on TV? I don't know if they do. But they're like, here's here's Chucky. There's always that horror element. I just is it is it nostalgic for them? That's the question. I don't know. Oh, it's not going to hit the. Well, they just had a new movie that came. Well, I mean, it isn't connected to this one. I mean, Chucky never went away. I mean, so uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like if they stopped at Seed of Chucky, I would have been really interested in checking out the series. Mm. But we've had two or two or three movies right in the past couple of years. Like, yeah, but they're really good, right? 
Well, they had yeah. a, they had a remake with Mark Hamill doing the voice. That's a brand new one. Oh, and even that one, that was the most right. recent. Yeah. That was the most recent movie. Like cult of they broke form. They got rid of Brad Dorf as the original voice. Well, right? but that's why this TV show is around because this is the answer to it. Like uh, the original writer and producers were kind of pissed off that they went ahead with this other remake that had nothing to do with them. So they created yeah. this show basically in spite. Yeah, the show's like a direct sequel to part two yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because they they, they Whatever, took, so they read. Did Supposedly they they're gonna bring back their. Two? I don't know. Three might be included. I mean, they're supposed to bring back okay. the original. Oh animals. man, all these horror movies and I'm getting so. Just stick to a damn timeline. Which one are we at now? Yeah. <laughs> we so don't have just, this problem with Jason. He just kills. The uh, the erection right? joke I was trying to make at the top of the hour is about a Marilyn Monroe biopic that's coming out called Blonde. Mm. It's actually been rated NC seventeen. Anna de Armas, who you might remember from Blade Runner 2049 as the virtual girlfriend. Yes. She's also in a ton of other stuff, but that's the one that comes to mind. And James but Bond N- recently. Netflix too. is like full steam ahead on this Marilyn Monroe movie. Uh, and, that, but here's the thing. Sure. Rumor has it they're saying the movie's really good, and it's good enough to get beyond its rating. Okay, so, so you just said it. You just gave me what I, um, you just answered it right there. It's Netflix. The rating is meaningless. They they needed <laughs> to put it in theaters, but yeah. they can. Everybody's going to get to bypass that. So the minute you say Netflix, it doesn't. The rating means nothing because they, they can, can put out anything like they want without rating. ratings board. Yeah, that's true. So it's just marketing. Well, like, they, oh, it's they NC seventeen. But see, Netflix is hungry for an Oscar, and they really haven't gotten much in that. Is it an worthy so. movie? They, they've, they've had like I, I think best actors or supporting actors but not a big one yet and then uh i mean i mean the headlines are fresh for us but obviously you guys are listening to them about a week later or whatever when this thing drops <laughs> so i don't know how relevant it's going to be then but um they announced that mel gibson was going to star in the john wick prequel series called the continental as like the lead <laughs> and i i see a lot of uh like film critics bashing it like um and these are <laughs> again talking about generational arguments like a lot of people haven't forgiven him for like his uh, drunken arrest in the nineties or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, I, I thought we were kind uh, of. I mean, I thought the Hollywood was kind of sort of past that because they gave him yeah. another shot with Hacksaw well, Ridge. Well, that's the <laughs> argument. Like, it's they're saying like he, he's people done a ton of movies. Well, but they're saying the people haven't forgiven him, but Hollywood has. Like, and they're talking about how mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't have a very good memory. And we talked about this before. Like, Hollywood doesn't actually have a conscience. It just does whatever will make them money. So if they're saying like yeah. we can make a ton of money by crucifying this one actor we'll do it and if we make a ton of money by putting him in a john wick john wick prequel we'll we'll do yeah. that instead no <laughs> you know what i mean like, still be a number one star again like that's that's Hollywood. Yeah. it doesn't matter yeah yeah it really doesn't matter and then uh and then you know we found out that well they announced the cast for the Munsters, and you guys were all about that today so i guess we'll talk <laughs> about that um all i can say is if you see jeff daniel phillips without his beard and mustache he has the Herman Munster jaw. He does. So, does, yeah. yeah, he has like a classic look, but you got to, I was like, when I first height, saw him with the yeah. beard, I was like, I don't know about this guy. Then I looked up more pictures of him and he did, he had like a square thing happen. I'm like, okay, yeah, he looks like Herman Munster. Everybody, I mean, we, we said this a couple weeks ago. Everybody knew that Rob Zombie was going to cast his wife as Lily Munster. That was, I that was, was like, I a, was, yeah, that was already kind of, um, yeah. yeah. And whatever. I'm not going to start any, podcast hating controversy about my opinions no. on Dan Roebuck that I, I shared privately with the gentleman on this show, but I'm not even going to talk to Dan Roebuck from the actor or something. What? That's all. I just thought they would have casted more A-list actors. That's he doesn't all. know any A-listers. He burned all his bridges I, with his first couple I of guess, movies. I guess so. Yeah. 
He, I mean, he's he's a low budget director. I mean, uh, yeah. despite the name his uh, cachet or whatever cachet I mean, his name brings, he doesn't make big budget movies. So we talked I'm, about this eight weeks ago, and right. we were like trying to guess who he would cast. Who's going to cast? Was, yeah, and this this guy was not on the list for Herman Monster, right? Not at all for any of us. Um, no I doubt. think he was actually, but I didn't know who he was because I read into it a little myself. Okay, um, I, yeah, I know he's I've in never, the clown movie. Made a clown movie called like Thirty One with a bunch That's of clowns. Someone of his I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> all of us. Movie. All of us yeah. named like different famous actors. I remember we were. I just remember it was not this guy. The only thing that bothers me so far is like it's a it's always it's a goofy comedy with um you know the Universal monsters in it. But mm. the but the photo so far with their faces, I don't know if it's just that's the way they did it. But I'm like, dude, if this is just going to be a dour affair, I don't know how fun this movie is going to be. Like yeah. nobody has a like go look at any photo of the Monsters TV show and what they show. Like, the you know what, though? Monsters are always smiling. Here's the saving grace. Funny. Now a bunch yeah. of people are going to go watch the old Monsters show and the TV made for TV movies. And then like they're going to rewatch all the classic yeah. stuff. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna get my hands on. I was I was looking on Amazon. They had a copy of the Christmas special, oh, the in color Christmas special. Oh, by so. the way, I have that DVD in my closet right now. Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's nice. a dollar store. No joke. Yeah. All right. That's and so the nice. last headline for tonight is uh, well, we didn't talk about Dan Roebuck, but I mentioned this guy's. I got some private beef with that guy, and I don't want to turn it into this podcast story, so I'm gonna leave it off the show. But I'm just oh, not gonna man. address the fact that he's gonna be the grandpa. Okay. So moving on. Um, according to The Guardian and a couple other publications, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a slimy, stinking corpse of a sequel, and Vulture Magazine says it's a reanimated corpse. So, <laughs> right out of the gate, uh, pretty harsh statements about the new Ghostbusters. How do you guys feel about that? Well, we, we had a discussion on this. I'll just wait to see it. I mean, it, mm. there's also a lot of positive out there, and you, you made some good points on your own. We don't get, need to go down that road, but I just wait to see it. I mean, you're not gonna, you're going to see it, so I mean whether it's in the theater or at home. So make up your own mind. It is a trailer that doesn't show a lot. So it is very hard to tell at this point. It's one of those, which I actually like trailers that do this, where it's like, let's build the mystery as opposed to showing a lot. Wait, and so I, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off there. Is that all they're reviewing is a trailer right now? They haven't even reviewed the movie itself. No, they've reviewed the movie. Nick is oh, just saying, is. I've seen it. Nick is oh, saying, oh, he, up the trailer. Okay. Nick is oh, okay. giving his personal experience I'm of watching sorry. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. As, as this point, I don't have any, I, it just seems like a mystery. So I can't say, I mean, I hope it's good. I mean, it can't be any worse than the, the female version, right? I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I, I mean, I'm not. In There's nothing the wrong with that version. movie except for the misuse of the original Ghostbusters. They were all in it, but they were recast yeah. as different characters. So, yeah, makes, so that means makes, it can't even no take sense. place in the universe, really. Or no, they're not. They, the IGN wrote a comic book where all the Ghostbusters are in different dimensions, and then there's like a cross-dimensional issue where they all have to get together and work together. So the these timelines and dimensions are you guys getting confused? <laughs> like, are we we're doing this with every series we're talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> the only am I the only one who's just like, can we just start one and just go and just keep going straight? I'm just uh, like, the only yeah. thing I will say, and I, I kind of thought this from the beginning, that kind of gives me worry is, first of all, I'm not the hugest Ghostbusters fan, so take this what you will. But oh, no, his no. son is directing it, Jason Reitman, who he's a really good director, but not mm -hmm. known for yeah. a really funny comedy. He's more of a drama director. So I don't know if it's going to be in his wheelhouse. Well, you know, just because he's a good director, not may to not put be you on his the material. Spot, but can you name some of his other movies that you're talking about? Thank you for yeah. smoking, Juno, Up in the Air. Um, up in the air uh, God, uh, Labor Day, which was horrible. 
That one with Adam Sandler? That was horrible. Men and Children. Good enough. But trying to keep things straight, Nick, can you handle comparing classics to remakes? That's only oh. two. We don't have, it's not multiversal. It's only two. All right. I can do that because so, right. they're pretty much the same movie almost. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight's horror movie is a double feature comparison and review of Night of the Living Dead 1968 and Night of the Living Dead 1990. And I, I said this to Dave the other day. If you want to teach young people about racism, you could actually suggest watching the 1968 movie. Yes. Uh, both oh, yeah. films, you agree? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, I was just like, agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So both films have a pretty tight structure, and they follow the same story for the most part. For reasons unknown, the recently deceased are rising from the grave as flesh-hungry zombies. Now survivors hide in a farmhouse, arguing over how to deal with the situation as the dead swarm the farm. Both films are iconic, and Dave's got some facts and trivia. Hit us with it, Dave. All right, we're just going for the first one so far, right? Yeah, this is the 1968 Night of Living Dead. All right, so I actually got quite a bit here, so I will try to be as quick as possible, but give you all the info. Um, so just keep it light and entertaining. Just don't put us to sleep. We're fine. All right, I'll try not to. Um, so the actual original title that George Romero wanted for this was The Night of Anubis, which is an Egyptian god of the dead. Turns out nobody knew what the hell Night of Anu- what an Anubis was, so they changed it to Night of the Flesh Eaters. Now, however, there was already another movie called Night of the Flesh Eaters, Eaters so they had to change it once again. Now, um, the original copyright for the movie was on all the titles that said Night of the Flesh Eaters, and they forgot to put it back on when it was changed to Night of the Living Dead. Wow. So when people caught on to this, it became public domain because there was no copyright on it. So that's why you could find oh. literally, oh there's literally hundreds of different know. versions yeah. on VHS and DVD in the 80s and 90s because of this. Um, yeah. They lost a lot of money because of that, but in some weird way, they probably uh, gave it a lot of longevity because everybody got to see it for cheap and <laughs> all the time. Um, probably helped so, their career, actually. I, I mean, in the long term, it might have helped them, I think. Uh, it yeah. did. It did. But they also lost a lot of money they could have made off of yeah. profits. <laughs> um, so as yeah, John no was saying, if you can rights whatsoever, know, no syndication right? <laughs> rights on oh. television. So um, going back to something John was saying about what you want to know about civil rights, watch this movie. Well, the interesting thing is, is um, the main actor, Ben, who's played by a black man, Dwayne Jones. Um, everybody thought that that was done as a statement because of the civil rights era. When in fact, he was just the best actor that auditioned for the role. The role was not written with any race in particular in mind. Uh I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah, I know. So that people kind of put that on it because of the times, but it was just because he was a good actor. Um Actually, Dwayne Jones kind of wanted them to put in a little more substance because he was a little concerned that his aggression in the movie would not be read correctly by certain audiences. Um, you know, like he slaps a white woman in the movie, for example. So he was kind of a little nervous for himself. Well, <laughs> doing I got to interrupt things. you for one second. Barbara has to get her shit together in that original day. <laughs> yes, Correct. Yes, yeah. However, because he's a black man, it, it read a little differently during those times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was his concern. Um, so, of course, in the beginning of the movie, they crash the car into a tree. Well, this was actually done out of necessity because the very end of the movie, or excuse me, the very beginning of the movie was the last thing shot. And in between the beginning of shooting and the ending, they got into a car wreck where that dent is. So when it came to that part, they just crashed into a tree and called it good. Actually works in the movie. Um, It's not the first movie to feature zombies, but it is one of the first to present them as flesh eaters. Um, Despite this uh, 
George, director George Romero considered the, is considered to be the godfather of zombie movies and went on to direct five more of the dead movies and also had zombies in other movies such as Crazies, Creepshow, and Two Evil Eyes. Um, the production company that did it was The Latent Image, and they were actually George Romero's group out of Pittsburgh. They made commercials and actually short films for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, of all things, including Mr. Rogers Gets a Tonsillectomy. Um, it has been said that Mr. Rogers... Is like a could, famous Emmy award-winning... Is that next week on Binge Watchers, guys? That, that'd be nice, right? Um, but this is fun. Here's what I thought was funny is Mr. Rogers continued to support Romero and even told him once that he thought Dawn of the Dead was a lot of fun. So I'm just imagining Mr. Rogers watching Dawn of the Dead. Wow. Right. Uh, one other quick thing. So the finished film was shopped around to different studios to try to sell it off. Um, and one of them that was interested was Columbia Pictures. Um, they passed on it because they wanted to change the ending to it. However... Believe it or not, Columbia Pictures did distribute the 1990 remake. So that's a lot of facts for the first one. <laughs> he said that all in one breath. Now he's yeah, I know. That was good. Dave, good, hey, good stuff. Man. Oh, all right. Uh, favorite bits from 68, Nikki Lates. You got some favorite uh, I would bits have from to the say original? It's, the, it's the bits that you guys mentioned. It's the surprise ending. What a cop out. He's like, my favorite bits are things you've already said. But the one thing Dave mentioned, I did not know that that was not meant to be like a black man. I did not know that. And I think that made the movie stand out so much more in it. I really love like it's such a such a crucial moment. Well, in that, movie. that dude's a great actor, but unfortunately, oh, no, I don't so think he good. got to do a lot of stuff in that decade. I've never seen him after that. I, he he did do one other. Um, I mean, he did some other acting, but I think the other big thing he's done was a, a movie called Ganja and Hess, which is a black vampire movie in the 70s. That's a bit of a cult hit, but I have not seen it. Huh. I've not either. Yeah. Um. Davey, your favorite bits from 68? Um, you know, that very beginning, the very first zombie you see, that always sticks in my mind. They're just like mm-hmm. he has a very caricature face. I, I don't know exactly how to say it, but like that that very first zombie always gets me. The one that crashes through the uh, window getting at Barbara. Uh, but of course, the ending, too. I mean, we, we've kind of talked about, you know, the uh, this being a bit of a civil rights movie unintentionally mm-hmm. as it was. Um, but like even though they didn't write the character to be black, that ending becomes more impactful because of who Dwayne Jones is and the times yeah, they, it was in, you know, uh, uh, a redneck spoiler sheriff alert. shows up and he says, yes, yeah, here's the spoiler alert for the evening yeah. folks. Alert, a redneck yes. sheriff, you know, shows up, they see him through the window, unclear if they think he's a zombie or just some, uh, a, a dude they don't like sitting there in the window, but he goes, yeah. oh, take him out. They take him out. And he goes, oh, there's another one for the fire. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's 68. Uh, so yeah, I could imagine if you saw that movie in theaters, what it would do to you at the time that you're watching it. Pretty um, What about your favorite bit? <laughs> my favorite bit of the original? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that Barbara dies in the first one. Mm. So and she gets taken out in a very interesting way. Like at the time, it was probably like a very classic maneuver. It's in every zombie movie now where the zombies basically have a buffet of a person. This is probably the first time they had a buffet of a person. Because her, her dead brother shows up and pulls her out the window, and then all the zombies, like, you know, join in, and they're, like, eating her to pieces. Um, it's only because she's also a good actor, and by the end of the movie, you're just like, you know, I don't even want to watch this Ben protect you anymore. Like, just go. Go, 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 go. Get, get eaten. <laughs> just get, get eaten already. Like, you know, like, just come on. 
Like, <laughs> you know, well, that's yeah, that's the major differences between the original and the remake is the character of Barbara. Like, they're yeah. completely polar opposite in those movies. So much perfect time modern, to switch to yeah. 1990. Our yeah, favorite. So <laughs> this is the remake made by Tom Savini, director. Mm-hmm. Um, again, same plot. Uh, zombies show up. We got to hide in a farmhouse. But Tony Todd is rocking the shit as Ben in this one. Yes, Let me oh, tell you yeah. something. Like <laughs> Tony uh, Todd. Yes. Like and he's scary as hell as the original Candyman, but you see him as Ben in Night of the Living Dead 1990. You're like, this guy's got some acting chops, man. Yeah. Now doing, I know he's doing, the, like the, one of his best gigs. Now here's a funny thing, and it's completely coincidental, but the very almost one of the first images you see of Ben and Tony Todd in this movie, he's carrying a crowbar, which looks like a hook. <laughs> like that's two years before Candyman. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so I'll get into the facts for 1990. Let's do it. Uh yeah, but you made it awkward by asking. You could have just naturally <laughs> rolled into yeah. it. That's that's what I do on the show. I ask for permission on things. <laughs> uh, get, get into those okay. facts, please. All right. So actually, this remake was produced by the original team uh, to try to recoup all the money lost from uh, the copyright debacle of the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. Savini was actually supposed to be the makeup effects artist on the original movie, but wouldn't you know, he got drafted to the Vietnam War, so he couldn't work on the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, during Vietnam, Savini became a combat photographer and was exposed to a lot of real life horror and trauma. And he said he took that experience with him uh, to become an effective, effective makeup artist because he said that if his creations didn't give him the same feeling as to what he saw back then, it wasn't it didn't pass the test for being scary to him. So that's, you know. Mm. Uh, so the original cut of this movie was supposed to get an X rating because of all the graphic violence. So they had to do a lot of cutting to get it to an R rating. Um, There's going to be a lot more exploding heads, a lot more gore. Um, Savini actually said in a weird way, it kind of made the movie more effective because you had to fill in the blanks uh, because they couldn't put the most graphic stuff in this, into the movie. Um, in fact, there's a lot of things that Savini wanted to shoot, but couldn't because of a short shooting schedule. Um, he actually had storyboarded and dummies created to have a shot where Barbara was going to shoot a zombie and it would follow the bullet, go through all the flesh and blood of the zombie, but eh, they didn't have time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the original script did play like a carbon copy of the original, but Savini asked Romero to make uh, some differences to make a standout, such as Barbara becoming more of a female hero like Ripley and alien. And the ending with Ben was altered a bit uh, for this version as well. Well, spoiler alert, part yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this one, Tony Todd's Ben becomes a zombie. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. gets thrown on the pile. But in this one, Barbara gets to shoot the racist guy that was hiding in the basement in the original. So. Touché. I don't know yeah. if he's a racist, but he just doesn't like Ben. I mean, they're basically two alpha males fighting over who's going to control the farmhouse in the middle of the but, night but while they're getting attacked by zombies. Kind of as a racist. I don't know. I've always thought. Yeah. He, well, he's just an all around prick. Yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. He just doesn't like <laughs> yeah. anybody, including his own wife and daughter. So, yeah. He hates them all. Um, okay. So we won't call you racist. You're just a douchebag. That's what, <laughs> you're, just, you're a dick. Straight up grade A douchebag. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to go right into favorite bits. Uh, mm-hmm. I like this one a lot and then you guys can catch up after this. So, so, um, my, I like 90 over the other one. And my only, my only point of contention for this movie is it's way too bright. Like they had like every light on imaginable inside the house. And also there's At like night, a workshop uh, next yeah. to the farm. All the fucking workshop lights are on. They didn't think like, let's see, what's attracting zombies to the house? No, they're not just smelling the fact that we're alive. They can 
uh, uh, see us from a mile away because all the fucking lights are on. <laughs> also, we're hammering every five seconds and yelling at each other. So let's make yeah, as sure. much noise as possible while we're trying to hide. <laughs> so other than the stupid things that they're doing, I do really like this movie. Um, it, it wouldn't be over for Tony Todd. Like I've looked to see this level of performance in some of his other movies. Um, Todd, unfortunately, besides Candyman, I haven't seen a lot of this level. I do like him as the element of death in Final Destination. At least they cut him yeah. out of the movies at some point, though. But like you know, uh, he was good in that. And uh, my favorite bit from 1990 is probably when Tony Todd first gets to the house and he's just like, you know, fucking taking charge and going through the whole house and taking out the zombies. And then like, uh, I'm probably gonna steal somebody's favorite bit. They fuck up the gas can keys, and then the two people get <laughs> roasted. Oh, I think this good. happens in the yeah, original. Got, it's much more graphic in the, in the remake. But yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal. There you go. Remake. Hopefully, I didn't I, I didn't hog everybody's favorite bits. But Mickey Lates, what do you got for us? My favorite bit's actually the opening. Uh, this was the first one I saw. I saw this before the original. Like I rented this on VHS, nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one, whatever it came out. And I saw it, and it was cool seeing Bill Mosley, who I just saw. In What's VHS? I What's know, VHS? I know. <laughs> and I saw Bill Mosley, who I just saw in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3. And I was like, that's the guy from that, the killer from that. Totally dating myself. But anyways, what, what I liked about this was Tom Savini's effects. You, like, it's night and day compared to the original. The zombies are scary as hell. And that, that's my favorite bit, is just every zombie has a unique look. And it, in, I think this movie really influenced what happened with like The Walking Dead and everything that came later. Yeah, no, uh, to jump I, I, I think it, I think it improved. It was like Dawn, it was like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and then this, and then everything that came later just kind of changed. I think this was way better than any of the George Romero zombie movies in terms of effects. Well, I, I would disagree with Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, but to the original, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I, I I love this one. Yeah. Well, no, no, I do. I do like it. In fact, they, uh, to jump off of that, um, the, the skinny zombie or like the, the shirtless zombie, they said mm-hmm. like, that was a first for these types of movies because they always had yeah. to have a shirt on for squibs. Like, so they had to concoct a way to shoot a zombie. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, actually my favorite bit is there's a, I don't know how quiet of a moment it is, but there's a moment where Barbara, uh, is out in the field and has to shoot this. Uh, I think it was a girl or an older woman, maybe holding well, a doll. It's supposed, but she looked child, like a girl. it's supposed to be a child zombie, but clearly yeah. it's a stunt man. Or it's a stunt like stunt woman. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, in any case, it's supposed to be a child carrying a doll, and you can see her struggling with her humanity. Like she knows it's not a thing, but she's seeing it as a child for just a moment. Shoots it in the head and like cries herself, like "Oh God!" It's a small moment in this movie, but like it goes to show, like. They like you could tell the actors put something into it, like, oh, this is not just a zombie movie. Um, yeah, like it's it's a throwaway moment, but it like it really it really grounds the movie in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that was my favorite bit. <laughs> so overall ratings, uh, Nick, do you, can you choose one over the other? If you only can pick one, you know my. I'm going to go for the original because I think it influenced everything that came years After, later. It, okay. I mean, yeah. it, it still influenced us to this day. So I'm going to go for the original binge now for sure. Check this out if you have not seen it or if you want to watch it again, I think it's great. Davey. Um, I, you know, I'm actually going to say binge now, um, binge now the 1990 version. Um, although close behind is the, the 68, the original, um, 
I just, I don't know. I have fonder members of the 90, 90s one for some reason, um, even though I think I saw the first one, the original first. Um, but no, I just really like the 90s one. It's um, it's a little leaner, a little better. I don't know. Hmm. I love or, the 90s. I just enjoy it more. I, I don't know. If I, it's I love them both. I, it's, it's hard. I mean, yeah. I get fuzzy, heartfelt, horrific feelings from the 1990 version. And like, it's a good mm. Saturday night. Make some popcorn, crack open a Coca-Cola or whatever, and watch, uh, you know, zombies attack people in a farmhouse in 1990. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> it's good. Um, well, it's I got a great cast. I, I, yeah, I mean, I respect the original a lot, but, and I, yeah. and I know like it does 1990 doesn't exist without the original. And obviously Nick has already said it's historic and it influences mm-hmm. all these other things, but I'm happy with the remake. So, um, that's fine for me. Oh, so, okay. Uh, fan service. This is a funny story. So everybody knows that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are all filled with these porn bots. They're like fake accounts that want to yeah. talk to dudes. So then you go buy their only cam or whatever, you know, in the middle of go buy their Pornhub accounts or whatever. They're join their uh, only fans. Okay. So somebody on Twitter was like uh, liking our shit and then like sending messages. And then I, so I started asking questions that were like, you couldn't, you can't ask them yes or no's because bots are programmed for yes or no. But if you ask them a direct question. So as it turns out, this, there's a dominatrix, Dave that actually likes our show and <laughs> she turned out to be a real person. So there you go. There you <laughs> nice. go. I guess our show has double wound sex appeal or whatever. So, and Dave was saying earlier, he likes to ask for permission. So he could be one yeah. of our clients. <laughs> like, there you go. Right. Please tell me what movie <laughs> to watch next. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what movie to watch. That's funny. <laughs> Secretary. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to make it any more weird or awkward in the middle of the night, make people uncomfortable for the rest of the evening. But, um, did you guys watch anything? Oh, if you have yeah, a movie recommendation all... for David, you can write to him at host at bwpodcast.com. Yes, right. And we'll give him those recommendations. I might start sending him some stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, I was going to say we'll go to staff picks. What, like, if anybody watched anything else this week that they want the audience to know about, uh, uh, I think yeah. we're all going to talk about Halloween think, Kills. Yeah, I think that's probably going to happen. Pick. Um, uh, yeah. So this will be, I don't know if it will be. If I, don't, I can't guarantee that there won't be any spoilers at this. I, point I say in time, just say. But. I mean, I guess spoilers. this is the end of, towards the end of the show. So yeah, I mean, this, this is gonna be spoilers. Stop We're, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, spoiler but alert. listen, I spoiler gave a spoiler. Alert. I did. I did a pretty good job of giving a spoiler-free statement. So I'm just did, literally just did. gonna go. I'm gonna but go I find my initial review. That it's not, there's not gonna be something that happens. I, I would say spoil. Spoiler. So I really tried to think very clearly and formulate my thoughts. Like, so people don't understand so i literally said you guys want me to start or do you go, want to go first no no for you what you said was this is what, this is okay. like literally all i have to say and then i i don't even need to I contribute like, like box office. i don't i don't have to yeah. like i got no philosophy on it i said this halloween kills is dumb just repeating all the stuff the sequels did how about myers is more than a man he keeps coming home stay out of his house blah 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 and it's less inventive mayhem than the last time they went out that's it that's all i got <laughs> it's it uh, well i mean i i've said we've had a discussion in the group i mean there are parts of this movie i liked Me too. but parts but you gotta stop saying whole. that dave because the audience is not part of the group you're referring to they're like no, what? That's what what you're telling them now okay so we've had uh, my feeling is there are parts of this movie i liked but parts don't make the whole like there it is there are some great moments and kills wrapped up in a turd sandwich it is especially mm. the ending like I, the like i get it you're trying to make a statement yeah. about mob mentality but it doesn't need to be in this movie 
Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, no, it has no place in a Michael Myers movie. That's for sure. No, I mean, not only that, but like the whole like the it just felt like there's a lot of stretches. Like who who has a talent show in these small towns on Halloween night? I I don't know. And and to like to have to reference every character, like Tommy, I get, but like the kid that like tripped over himself uh when he came out of the bushes like did they really need to be referred to in this movie yeah um, i was tripping out i was trying to figure out who that guy was at first i had to google him later yeah right well, i mean uh here's a spoiler alert they added <laughs> yeah, extra yeah. characters to the original movie and spent like That's... 25 minutes showing us things that didn't happen in the original but according to this movie did happen okay yeah there sure. there's that too um yeah I, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, th- there's a there's a particular gunshot kill that I really liked in this movie. There's a lot of good knife play through the head, um, but the, again, the it's just it's in a terrible movie. movie, or I don't terrible is maybe too far, but it's not. It's it's better than Resurrection, but I don't know. No, nah, man, it's like uh, when you go to a fast food place at like 3 a.m. and you go like, "This is going to be great," then you eat it and you go. Why the fuck did I eat that? I feel so sick. Well, but all Halloween movies are cheeseburgers to begin with. I mean, this is just this is the grease one of the greasier ones, I guess. (laughs) I I, I personally feel like this is the most brutal of them. I I thought nothing could beat Halloween two, my uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. This Mm. one I felt top that with effects. Yeah, but uh, senseless violence and gore, like the gore has to make sense. Like, no, I, in the I, other I, Halloween I, movies, yeah. like there was like a poetry to like, there was a reason why he was doing something like, mm-hmm. um, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I, and, and the granddaughter, I just wanted to laugh like, Oh God, like, have you not, has nobody learned their damn lesson in these movies? <laughs> like, and, have and you seen, the there's, way- a, there's a meme going around online right now where somebody caught one of the mob people going after him just came with the iron. <laughs> what's kind of ridiculous is like do you remember them advertising the halloween uh begins or whatever the one was last year that started this new series they're like like we're getting back to the roots it's not going to be mythological though they were like they were like downplaying all the sequels that said he had like supernatural powers by the end of this movie you're like oh he's clearly not a man he's not a dude he's not a regular dude walks out of a fucking three-story which just walks out of the fire no big deal and then like get stabbed get shot no fucking he's okay he got shot like the terminator again yeah he's a t-1000 he he got beat and by the way uh (laughs) is anyone else pissed off at the trailers where it's like jamie lee curtis is supposed to like have this moment with him and she's, just <laughs> she's in, in bed the whole time the whole time oh no she took a she took she's a vacation in, he's in two scenes yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when they were filming this i remember tracking when she started the movie and when she ended it it was like a five-day shoot for her and i, be, I remember being like yeah. is she either gonna a die or have nothing to do in this movie and she had nothing to do in this movie <laughs> it's pretty bad. i get i mean i guess it's leading up to a big fight in the no. next one she, i don't know um she's talking to the so. cop that they added to the 19 1970s movie in a hospital that's about right. it by the way i love jim cummings and i was like god damn it did they not right. use him right oh I the other so cop they had this they featured this other actor this writer director that we like who made this yeah. werewolf maybe it's a werewolf movie i don't know he made this yeah. movie that we all like we talked about it a few months ago and he just pops up he's doing a lot more acting lately i mean he's gotta make that bread he's, i guess because he's coming great. back from a hard year like everybody else I, I don't think it's totally a terrible movie. I just think it's a disappointing movie. Like I, I, I know a lot of people are really hating it. I don't think it's hateable. Like it's far from the worst thing I've seen. And if you shut off your mind and just watch it as a hack and slash movie, it's actually okay. But it, the, at the end of the day, it's a Halloween movie. So you do have to, you do hold it to a bit of a standard. 
Well, so, I, I think it's great because the inferior sequels that came before are now elevated because they're better than this one. Yeah, so. like Halloween, Halloween 4 looks like a masterpiece at this point. <laughs> oh, I was talking about validation the other day in our private conversation that Dave was Such mentioning when we talked about this before the show. Like, I feel so validated, and I went online, and, like, the things that I thought, like, I thought, well, maybe it's just my ego. Maybe I'm the only one who hates this movie. No. Generally, in general, horror fans don't like it. People that haven't seen the Halloween movies are okay with it. And then a lot of people said my favorite second movie, besides the original, original ranks number one to all these people, they said Halloween 4 is it. Oh, I'm like, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, I know I know it's not my favorite, but I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, it makes him more human than the other movies, and then like yeah. the the that's the first time you hear about the family story. That it's not just Laurie Strode. It introduces the niece played by Daniel Harris, who is a scream queen now. She's in a bunch of other things, and yeah, is, right. is this is like well, a breakout role, you know, as the niece who's like. But if you, if like what it, she sucks you in, like you think you're a kid when you're watching that movie, which is more terrifying. Like you got this guy coming after you, and you're like nine years old, and you're, that's the main kid main person in the movie you know it's like and when I, when i saw that i saw it at the age of eight and this girl was like nine so that's what i mean like the first time i saw it i was I mean, a kid so, so like, if you are a kid oh and you watch gosh, it you're like holy yeah. shit yeah. yeah now see here's the funny thing is you guys every good memory or like the thing that jumps to your mind with that movie was a child's performance like <laughs> it does have one of the best kid performances in it the is. movie she was great in it yeah yeah I mean, that's not the best part. I mean, Halloween movie. But see, like, okay, they do, they do give the conceit that he survived the fire from part two. I'll give you that. But it actually makes him more human, and I think a a a human killer is a thousand times more terrifying than like a monster or something with supernatural powers. Like, just a regular dude gonna screw you up, and he's not gonna stop. But he's just hell bent for you, David. For you, David. (laughs) For you, David. Yeah. And by the way, I one one thing I love about Halloween Four is the first twenty minutes he doesn't have that Halloween Michael Myers mask, and I love his look in that first twenty minutes. I'm just saying, like he's all bandages <laughs> up. I'm like, yes. I wish he would have gone like that. To be honest, with, like switch it up. <laughs> We're getting kind of long in the tooth. The whole episode's yeah, yeah. not about Halloween kills, so I think it's safe to move on. Thing, you guys, like, um, yeah, what's up? Do you guys at this point after watching Halloween Kills? Spoiler alert. I mean, he got stabbed, he got shot, he got beat. How How is he human at this point? He's not human. He took a turn. He yeah, like, the, I'm just saying. Like, that's what, that's what my evil, complaint was. Right? Five minutes, uh, yeah. that was. That's what I was complaining about, to, to be clear, yeah, no, was I, I know, they I'm made him saying, supernatural like, again. So where do they go? Do they have to make him supernatural in like, Halloween ends? Like, yeah. Like, how, do they, how, do, how do they, or do they retcon what they did in this? I don't know. I'm just saying. I think they're suggesting that his ghost is tied to the house, and the reason he doesn't want people there is that's his source of power. Is they got to get rid of the house? Oh, like I, oh that would be. Oh, I don't like that. Myers. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't Maybe know. they'll go yeah, to space. I mean, could be right. One. I don't know. <laughs> go to space. I hope they go to space. Yes, please. Why not? Every other <laughs> franchise does it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I, the next sequel is four. Is there's going to be a time jump, so it's not an immediate sequel. So it's supposed to be modern. Like, is what, what the other one was 2018. Now it's supposed to be 2022. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. That's a real time jump. That's just like modern. Yeah, I mean, See, talking still... about Halloween kills is killing our episode. Let's <laughs> just move on. Like, like, uh, what the so, hell uh, <laughs> so uh, Johnny Spoiler, what's going on next week? Oh well, I was hoping you would just tell everybody because I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for me to you to tell. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Right. Halloween kills killed my uh, you know, it killed me. Enthusiasm. Yeah. 
Uh, well, guys, we're doing the Swedish horror movie, Let the Right One In, in 2008's follow-up, the American remake. from t- Or no, uh, no, Let the Right One In yeah. from 2008, and then the follow-up from 2010. Yeah. yeah. Let me in. Directed so we'll see you next week. Stay tuned for all, yeah. uh, another banger sad episode. sad vampires. <laughs> sad vampires? <laughs> sad vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave forgot to mention that it includes borderline pedophilia, necrophilia, yeah, yeah. Uh, seppuku, but done by the way of acid. <laughs> Not just sad vampires. If I heard, if they, like, if I saw a poster and it said just sad vampires, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, tune in next week like... and find out. Tune in next week. Oh sorry, gosh. sad vampires and more. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you gotta keep, leave them on the hook, David. Okay, leave yeah, them on the hook. <laughs>